Every Sunday, God brings his people together, us, his children, and he feeds us and nourishes us with his word and sacrament. And Sunday is the first day of the week. We do not know what the week holds for us, but God does. And the word he gives us is prophetic. It is a word spoken by God into a particular situation, just like he did with the prophets. The prophets would take the written word of God and in their mouths it would become the spoken word. The spoken word which could bring about all kinds of change and make all things new. And this is what happens in the liturgy. This word comes to strengthen us. It gives light in our situation, whatever it might be. And when we receive it, it can change our lives. And so today we encounter a woman whose life has changed exactly in this way. The Shunammite woman, she notices Elisha passing by. Now Elisha was the disciple of Elijah. Elijah, one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament, probably the greatest alongside Moses. And he is an image of the prophetic word in the scriptures, a word that is in motion. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by the proceeding word of God. It is a word which is alive. And when the word finds a home in us, it can make our hearts come alive. Now, Shunem was northern Israelite territory, but surprisingly, this woman is neither familiar with the God of Israel or his prophet. She has had her share of suffering and disappointments in life. We find out that she is a woman of rank, which means that she has had, uh, she's materially blessed. She has enough security. And so even when Elisha offers her all kinds of uh, material promises she refuses them she doesn't need them but there is a cross in her life she all her material comfort and influence and wealth could not bring about a son which is her heart's desire which is a deep desire of her heart and she's been disappointed in life but she is there at this moment either reconciled to her state in life maybe resigned to it but in a place where she is open He's open and able to look around at what is happening. And there she notices Elisha passing by. Now Elisha has passed several times. And as the image of the prophetic word, he represents the action of God in our situation around us. God is always acting, but we don't always notice him. And especially if we are in deep grief or pain or regret or uh, caught up in our own world, then reasons good and bad uh, whatever they might be sometimes we just can't see what God is doing outside this woman is in a place where she can notice and she notices Elisha and she is prompted in her heart to take action what does she do? she invites Elisha to her home this is an act of generosity God is always trying to get our attention and when he makes an impression on us. We have to respond with generosity. She invites him home. Elisha takes up the offer. And he breaks his journey every time he comes to eat with her. And slowly she becomes familiar with him. Enough to trust him. Enough to offer him a place to stay. And this is a real act of generosity, an act of radical generosity. What does she do? She builds a new room at the top of her house. Imagine, she could have excused herself saying, oh, I would love to have Elisha around but and to offer him a place to stay, but I don't have a place to stay. No, she builds a house. Something has shifted within her. She's no longer just quoting faith. She's committing to it. 
she builds something new. And this house is an image of our lives. Sometimes our lives are full of things which are important for us. Not bad, just things which are good and important. Uh, we are busy with our work. I have, uh, I have commitments with my children. I have so many things I need to take them out to. I need to study. I'm in university, and uh, I have my social commitments. I want to. I don't want to disappoint my friends. I'm, I'm working my head off. I'm working myself to death because of this mortgage that I have to pay, and on and on the list goes. And yes, these are important, no doubt. And I do wish that I could give God more place in my life, but where am I going to find that time? How can I? How can you ask me to go regularly for Sunday mass, when that's the day that I can actually make enough to rest for another day because I get paid double, whatever it might be, or maybe I just simply have to work. I don't have any bargaining power, whatever it might be. God knows our situation, but when God nudges our heart. We have to trust that God will provide for this new thing in our life. She builds something new. She doesn't say, "I'll try to squeeze in Elisha in that small room. I'll just clear out the laundry." No, she builds something new. You'll have to trust God to allow Him a space in your life. The desire to ask to allow Him space in your life is itself a grace. And what we have to do is to take it back to God and say, Father, I really don't know where I'm going to find that space. Give me that grace. Give me the grace to make space for you. And God loves that prayer. It is to welcome the word that is proclaimed into our heart, that is looking for a home in our heart, without conditions. To build a new place, to allow Elisha to stay at home, means that I. I am allowing God, even when I don't understand the word, even when I don't understand this nudging in my heart. I'm going to just welcome you and say, Lord, I want to respond to it. Help me respond to it. I trust you. Let this word bear fruit in me. And in Elisha's room, there is a table where he can write. And the father saw the whole of creation as God's handwriting, and man himself was the pinnacle of this creation. Yet because of the fall, man became obscure to himself. He couldn't understand himself or the world. And subsequently, he couldn't understand what he desired. Saint Augustine says this in the Confessions: "I have become a question to myself. We are full of contrary desires at war with ourselves, lacking peace and restless. And the coming of the Word begins the process of recreation, of restoration of the image." Kant, the Enlightenment philosopher, famously wanted God to be kept at a distance, because he thought that God's law was something imposed on him from the outside. Making him less free, but God writes His law in our hearts. His writing His law in our hearts gives us freedom. It gives us a new heart. It sets us free from all the confusion of all the things that bog us down. The more, the closer God comes to us, the freer that we become. We know ourselves as His sons and daughters. There is a lamp in the room. The unfolding of Your word gives light. It says in the Psalms. It brings wisdom to the simple. To be a simpleton in the scriptures is to be tossed about by every event that comes our way. When we are in charge of our own lives, uh, planning our own things, we are in some ways shielding ourselves from the source of light and life, which is God. We are in darkness, so to speak, and we are actually tossed about by everything that comes our way. We are always afraid of what might go wrong. We read the news; it makes us afraid. 
we respond to it we sell our stocks or we buy some more and we buy this house or we mean everybody everybody says the house prices are going up we have to buy we are being tossed around it's not in our plan and every event causes us to go this way or that but wisdom is the gift of knowing what the good life is truly about to walk in wisdom is to see the world as god sees it it is to think moved by love rather than by fear we walk in freedom having peace even when things go wrong and finally there is a bed where elisha can stretch himself when god invades our hearts we will find that he stretches us in ways we did not know possible we find that our lives are so much bigger than we imagined it would be we have our own plans for greatness but god's desires for us are far greater than we can imagine and god invites us to let go and let him take control he might say no have another child you will be happy i will provide for you this job is not helping you let go of it i will provide i will give you a new thing i will show you something new don't be stuck in it because of your mortgage i will show you something far greater do this act of kindness to this person who is so difficult at work i will show you i will give you the grace to love this impossibly difficult person we can look at our resources our talents our capacities and think it's impossible but when god invades our hearts he will break us out of the narrow confines that we hold ourselves in and then elisha asks the servant to bring the woman up to the house <clears throat> she stands at the door the image of the woman coming up is this image of this new person this real person emerging from within all the darkness it is only after she has been stretched properly that elisha can bring her up to ask her for her desire sometimes god can't give us all that he wants to give us because we are not stretched enough to contain all that god wants to give us she stands at the door the threshold of something new she stands in her own place but beyond that threshold is elisha's realm which is the realm of heaven which is the realm of possibility unknown unimaginable possibility she stands at the realm the threshold of something new opening up in her life and elisha asks her what do you want me to do for you just like jesus asked every person who came across his path sometimes the true desire of our heart is so big that we can't even voice it for fear of disappointment this woman she has been through all her pain and disappointment and what not her humiliation and she can't bear the possibility of being disappointed and she can't even bring herself to verbalize her deepest desire yet in the light of the word this comes to the surface and elisha promises her a child the next year all her effort her influence her wealth could not bring about this gift but she receives it through opening her house to the prophetic word embodied in elisha this is what god wants to do for us in every eucharist the word is passing by if we receive it it'll bring about what it promises amen